Are you listening? Damn. Hey everyone, welcome to the Peak Podcast, a source of information, tools, tips, skills, lessons, stories, and mindset to help you reach your peak and beyond in fitness, relationships, your career, and so much more. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Peak Podcast. Marco, back with you again. And today's episode is called Your Sleep Checklist. So I have recently released a five-day course, free five-day course, on which you can get from the Peak Strength and Nutrition website www.peakstrengthandnutrition.com forward slash five day course that is the number five that is the rest is all spelt out um, and I basically wanted to touch on that the the uh, at the moment we're obviously going through coronavirus we're dealing with that and Sleep has to be the simplest way to make some changes to your health, right? So it's not too confusing. It's you know, it's not too complicated sleep in terms of you know, the ways that you can do it. It's pretty structured. Everything's pretty set in, in stone for sleep, even though a lot of people do come up with some different uh, theories most of the time. What works, works, and the rest is falls by the wayside, basically. So what I want to do is go over uh, a bit of a sleep checklist that you can follow to just get better night's rest, okay? If you can get better sleep, you will feel better, right? You'll have more energy, you'll have more focus, better mood. It is the simplest way to make a step change, and it would be a step change to your health. Uh, A lot of this is based on the work by Matthew Walker, who wrote the book, Why We Sleep. Check it out. All good bookstores, Amazon, Book Depository, all of those places. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, let's get into it. So I've broken this into a, a couple of sections. Firstly, about your schedule, then about before you sleep, and then actually, um, in the bedroom, literally in the bedroom, right? So talk about a bit of setup before and then what you do in the bedroom. Uh, so the biggest, the number one recommendation that I can give is developing a consistent sleep schedule, okay? It takes a few days for your body to get used to a sleep schedule. So if we keep changing the time that we go to sleep, not purposely, but just because we don't actively go to sleep at the same time, or the time that we wake up, your body gets a little confused. It gets confused and then it gets tired, again, moods and all of that. So the biggest recommendation I can give 
just if this is the only thing you take, go to sleep at the same time each night. Go to wake up each morning at the same time. During this coronavirus, I've definitely been hitting the seven and a half, eight hour mark. So from about 10 to six each day, and I've been feeling way better. Okay, so if that's just the number one thing you can do, just develop a consistent sleep schedule. That is the time that you go to sleep and the time that you wake up. All right, so let's get into before we sleep. Okay, so this is even before we have made it to the bedroom. Okay, so I'll split this up as well into what what we eat and what we do. So what we eat, uh, caffeine, okay? Caffeine sticks around in the body for about six to eight hours. So a 2 p.m. pick-me-up can still be having uh, a little bit of an effect at 10 p.m., okay? So if you have an even later coffee in the afternoon, say 4 p.m., then it probably will be affecting your sleep still. This is caffeine. This is any other energy drinks, right? Any tea as well, right? So coffee, tea. Green tea has a bit less caffeine, but a black tea has pretty much the same amount. Energy drinks, all of those stimulants, if they generally will get out of the system, caffeine-based stimulants, will generally get out of the system about eight hours later, six to eight hours later. So take that into account. At the latest, I'd probably put it about 2 p.m. for an afternoon coffee. Uh, and there's, and a lot of people say that they sleep fine with coffee. You've just got to remember that sleep is a quantity and quality problem. So just because you are sleeping seven, eight hours and you feel fine, it may actually not be as good as you could feel, okay? So you could actually get better quality sleep by having those stimulants less, okay? So uh, seven to eight hours uh, of sleep, right? And about six hours before that, six to eight hours before that, stop having caffeine. Uh, Nicotine, another stimulant can also have a negative effect. Similar thing to coffee, try not to have it too late. Okay, so try not to smoke too late. Uh, generally, nicotine has the effect of sleeping lightly and then you'll probably wake up early as well. So you just won't get as good quality sleep. The better idea is just don't smoke. Yeah, let's go with that. Medications. So med- medications is a real tough one because you probably need medications for a particular reason. But uh, a lot of them do tend to affect our sleep. So you just got to check with your doctor and find out you know, what effect it will have on sleep and if you can get better medication or you know, a different medication, anything like that. So medications can affect our sleep. Just see when you need to take them and see what effect they will have. Uh, alcohol also affects our sleep so a lot of people like to have a a bit of a drink before bed it's not bad it relaxes them that's going to help you get to sleep but 
generally limits your REM sleep. Okay, so that is your deep sleep. That's where your restful sleep comes from. So it limits that. You get to sleep easy, but you don't get a deep sleep. Okay, so you don't get a restful sleep. Again, this is a, qu- a quality issue. Okay, so you might actually sleep a few hours, even though you've drunk uh, beforehand, but the quality is probably not as good as it could be. Uh, people also tend to wake up once the alcohol wears off. Okay, so you might wake up early as well. Um, so basically, limit it to maybe one standard drink before. I wouldn't even do that. It's best if you don't. Um, don't drink to reduce your stress, okay? Or don't drink to relax before bed. Um, all right, so foods. Um, generally, different types of foods will actually have a different effect on people. So some foods may actually keep you awake. Um, I don't want to go into detail of that because it's probably going to be different for each person. Probably not going to be that many, and I wouldn't worry too much about it. But the big thing would be um, how much you eat before bed. Okay, so try to limit the size of the meal before bed because that uh, can affect digestion. And if it affects digestion, then that affects the quality of your sleep. Okay, so generally just try and and have a a smaller meal, a lighter meal before bed. or as your last meal, okay? Um, Also, avoid drinking too much of anything, but say you're just drinking water, uh, obviously avoid drinking too much water before bed because you have to get up to go to the toilet, okay? So obviously that's going to affect your sleep. Okay, so let's go on to the next section, what we do, all right? So we're still talking about before bed, okay? So that was all about things you consume. Now this is uh, actually actions that we're doing before bed. So exercise. Exercise is awesome for sleep. Okay? Physical activity is awesome for helping you get to sleep. Okay, So aside from us trying to get really strong, trying to get really lean and really awesome, exercise also has the added effect of helping you sleep, helping your quality and quantity of sleep. However, exercising too late can also have negative impact, mainly because you're going to still feel pretty jazzed up. Okay, So if you were uh, going to train late, try to do it maybe two hours before bed at the latest. That's the recommendation I would give. So if you're going to bed at 10, probably... Finish your training session at eight. That's a pretty good recommendation. Um, as usual, the thirty minutes of movement is a pretty good idea. It's a pretty good recommendation for sleep as well. So, not only because people say, "Hey, thirty minutes of sleep, yeah. calories, all this, yeah." Um, thirty minutes of exercise, sorry, calories, all of this, yeah, awesome. Uh, but it's also about 30 minutes is going to help your sleep as well. Okay, so exercise, really good, but not too late. Uh, sunlight, sunlight is 
has a really positive effect on the quality of our sleep and in regulating our sleep patterns, okay? So you need to get outside, okay? Get a bit of sun, start at 15 minutes, work up to 30 minutes. Of course, you don't want to be out there too long because of, you know, skin cancer. Um, but it's good to get some vitamin D. It's good to spend some time in the sun. Combine it with your exercise program. Ooh, two in one. Brilliant. Um, but, yeah, I'd go at least 15 minutes of some sun because it just helps to regulate your sleeping patterns. Um, naps as well. Naps are absolutely fine to take. However, don't leave it too late because it could affect your sleeping later in the night, obviously. So probably go 30 to 60 minutes at most. Most people have, have probably noticed that if they do a nap, they feel horrendous if it goes too too long. So I would keep it to, to about 30 minutes, maybe up to six, uh, 60 minutes, and definitely not after 3 p.m. Okay, so if you're going to do it, Get in there early for a little bit of a nap, say 2 p.m., and you should be sweet. It shouldn't affect your nighttime sleep too much. There are also things that we can do to prepare for sleep as well. Okay, so you've probably heard this heaps. Switching things off screens is a big one. Devices with screens, right? Dimming lights if you can doing relaxing activities, okay? So this is at least 30 minutes, right? So 30 minutes before bed, switch things off. This is before hopping in bed, by the way, before hopping in bed. So you'll probably still be laying there a little bit. It's 30 minutes before hopping in bed. Switch off the screens, try and dim the lights if you can, do relaxing activities, read a fiction book, meditate, even things like foam rolling, right? To a bit of mobility works great. A bit of stretching, that's awesome. Nice, quiet music. Something that's going to help you relax. A hot shower as well is pretty good because of the change in, um, in temperature, okay? So the temperature that we sleep at, which we'll cover soon, is quite lower than you probably think or the ideal temperature, I should say. So having a hot shower, that change from hot to cool can help you uh, feel tired, basically. So you start to feel tired, you start to feel more relaxed, you will sleep better, okay? So that is it for the section on getting ready for bed, or at least before bed, I should say, okay? Now, in the bedroom, because there are also some pointers that we can, there are also some things we can do physically in the bedroom, and I ain't talking about that, but physically in the bedroom to get ourselves into a uh, situation where we're sleeping well, okay? So as you can imagine, I'm sure you've experienced this before if you live in hot conditions, getting to sleep in summer can be a bit of a hassle. That is because the ideal sleep temperature is around 18 to 19 degrees Celsius, okay? Maybe up to 20, which is much cooler than you think, okay? So 
temperature in the room. If you can keep the temperature in the room to that lower temperature, 18 to 20, right? 18 to 19 is best, but at most 20, you will get a better sleep, okay? So temperature is really important for good quality sleep. As I mentioned before, remove devices from your bedroom as much as possible. That includes phones, tablets, and laptops, okay? Anything that has a light, if you do have those things in, only the phone at most, I would say, uh, make sure you've got no notifications on, okay? So my phone actually has no notifications. It only shows a, a, uh, it only shows a little symbol, and that's it. No sound. The only sound my phone makes is for the alarm. Alarm and I don't think ringing. So there you go. So those are the only reasons your phone should be making a noise. Okay, so turn off the notifications at night. Um, make sure there's, you can't see any lights as well because light does affect your sleep. So have your bedroom as dark as possible when you sleep. Okay? Light exposure affects our sleep patterns, so does no light exposure, that is, so does dark, okay? So that contrast helps us get to sleep. So try to make your room as dark as possible. That includes devices, okay? So it's not got any lights, not got any flashes, anything like that. But that includes windows as well. Try and get some uh, light blocking curtains, anything that is gonna make the room as dark as possible. If you do have trouble falling asleep and you basically lie awake for 20 to 30 minutes around there, you shouldn't be lying awake in bed too long, get up and do something. Make sure that the thing you're doing is a relaxing activity, right? Really something that's going to help you relax, help you feel sleepy, and then go back to bed, okay? So don't lie in, uh, in bed too long, not being able to get to sleep. If it's about 20 minutes, get up and do something that's just going to make you tired. And of course, we can't talk about going to sleep if we don't talk about the implement we are sleeping on. And that is the bed. Right? Make sure your bed is comfortable. Say you're getting eight hours of sleep a day. Just, let's just round it up to that. If you're getting eight hours sleep a day, that means you're spending a third of your life in bed. So make sure that the bed that you have is comfortable. Right? Comfortable mattress, comfortable pillows, comfortable sheets, whatever, the, whatever you can afford, whatever feels good for you, right? Just set up the bed so you get a great night's sleep. That's it, there is some, there's, probably, there's even more that you could go into, but that is some of the key recommendations for your sleep, right? Your sleep checklist, there it is. Do one of those, do all of them. As I said, the schedule is probably the most important one you can do. That's it for the podcast. If you enjoyed it, 
give it a five-star rating. Give it a five-star rating if you enjoyed it. If you didn't, let me know how I can improve. Always looking to improve. Once again, the five-day course, it's a free five-day course. It is on the website, peakstrengthandnutrition.com forward slash five-day course. Five is the number. Uh, it's all up there. It covers training, nutrition, recovery, mindset, mental health, and goal-setting values. Really big topic to end it off. Check it out. That's it. That's it, episode 67. I will see you guys next time. Stay safe and keep distanced. Keep cool. Bye.